This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. World of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. I want to encourage you right now to subscribe right here on YouTube to this channel. Smash the like button and share a link to our live chat room to everyone you know right there on Facebook. Get them to come on out and tune in and join in the fight against the host of hell. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. We're going to get started. Uh, today is uh, Thursday, January 11th, 2024. We're excited to be back with Brother Gary Stafford and our special guest, Indira Prasad. Brother Gary, would you like to open us in prayer? I would like to have Indira open us with prayer. Indira? Yes, praise God. Father, we thank you. We thank you that we get to share today all about your goodness and your mercy and your kindness, God, that you are always with us. We ask, God, everyone listening, that you would open their ears and their hearts to hear what you want them to hear. We claim souls. We claim restoration. We claim healing, deliverance, whatever you want to do, God. But we thank you for your anointing and your holy presence as I share and Gary shared, and Shannon shared. Amen. Amen. Amen to that. Amen. Well, uh, Shannon, we have a story to start before our story. And uh, Indira, uh, maybe you would uh, share with our listening audience uh, about what happened last Sunday. Last Sunday. Um, well, so many things have been happening, but this actually happened on December 9th. Um, I was he- heading to church. Uh, it was in the evening time. It was dark. There's an area that we have to drive through and that has a lot of traffic, but there was no traffic. So as I'm crossing over, it's a wide road, as I'm crossing over from one end to the next, 
out of nowhere, this, there was this black SUV. I would have plowed right into him and through him. In, the, in my truck was myself, my husband, and two of my grandchildren. Well, when I saw the vehicle, it, would, it was, you know, at that point, it's point of impact. However, I saw this bright flash of light. And next thing you know, my vehicle is going through his big black SUV, went around him and in front of him and kept going forward. Wow. It was so, so real. I, I would have think it didn't happen had I not seen out of the corner of my eye the black SUV pulling over on the, on the, uh, into a parking lot. I'm quite sure they're probably trying to figure out what just happened. I think he just my got granddaughter. saved when he pulled over. <laughs> he probably got yeah, saved. Yeah, right? He's <laughs> well, my granddaughter, who is sitting in the back, she said she was really, really quiet. So I said, are you okay? She says, well, Mimi, I saw this huge angel, and all he looked like was light, and we went right through him. Now, I wow. think that changed that child's life. What do you think? <laughs> that is a miracle. Folks, that doesn't happen yes, every day. it was. That takes a miracle for that to happen. Praise the Lord. Keep going. You know, so that's, I want to encourage everyone today that God loves us. We are his children, and he's a good father. He takes care of his own. You know, Jesus prayed for the ones that father would give him, and that's us. So we're thankful. And the word says, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness, wickedness in high places. So there's a level that we just don't see in the spiritual realm, the battle that's going on. I asked the Lord, I said, I'd like to see God. Can I see? Like when I see things happen like this, you know, boy, I would have loved to see that battle in the spirit. But here was this magnificent, bright angel. It was just pure light. So she actually saw the angel. I saw the light, you know. And going right through it, it defies, I don't know, any science. You, just, you don't go through a vehicle. But I have many stories like that to share, very similar, actually. Um, two years ago, we were going to Florida, and my husband exited off on the side of the, of the highway to get some coffee. But as he was exiting off, he did not see a white car coming to the left of us. I was reading a book, and I looked up at that very moment, and I saw the car, and I went, oh, dear, we were, we were going to get hit. But then we didn't get hit. What I saw was an invisible hand pick up that white car, put it around us on the other side of the road so it could keep going. And I went, oh, my gosh. I, you know, so we never, cut, we never connected. But could you imagine the thoughts was going on in that white car? What just happened? How did we get to this side? I guarantee that things have happened in your life and you go, what just happened? What happened was our Father which is in heaven is watching over us and taking care of us because we have a destiny and we have um, 
things that he wants us to do that he designed before the foundations of the earth. So we have to fulfill it. And you know what? I pray we fulfill it well. My husband, when he was in the hospital, he had, so far he's had three brain surgeries. And um, he's coming along. So we continue to pray. He's getting stronger. And he's recovering because my declaration, you are healed in Jesus' name. Amen? So when Amen. we went to the hospital, <laughs> yeah. So when we went uh, to the hospital, first, the first incident, um, we discovered he had this gigantic tumor in his brain, and his brain was full of water. First, the first thing they had to do was to get the water out. So we're getting ready to go, get prepped for him to go into surgery. And I looked at Edgar. He had this big grin on his face. I said, what are you smiling about? And he's waving. He started waving. So I turned around to see who he was waving at. There was nobody there. And I realized, oh, he's seeing angels. I said, are you seeing angels? He goes, yes. I said, could you describe them to me? So in his scenarios, all the angels that he saw, they had white gowns on. They had a gold belt. And their head, they, they were just glowing. So they were waving at him, and he was waving back at them. Fast forward a month later, he had another surgery. And then he saw, he saw the angels working on his bed, working on his body. And he said, they're working on my body. I said, well, what are they doing? He says, I don't know. Well, Edgar almost coded. And they had the nurses and the doctors, they all came in and they started working on his body. So I think he was seeing in the spirit what was happening. Well, that night, and I've shared this before, in probably the last episode, that night, we discovered that when they intubated him, they put the tube in wrong, so they had to move it around inside his chest. Then they discovered the tube on the outside, they had, had him on the ventilator and they had another line running through his, his uh, lungs. There was a hole on it outside. Well, this is impure air going into his body, so they had to change it. So after all the permissions and stuff was granted, my daughter, who was there at the time, she says, Mom, I hear you talking about the cloud of the Lord, but I've never seen it. But this white cloud just came in the room, and they're hovering over Daddy while they're working. It's hovering over her father while they were working on him. And I think this is what Edgar had seen. So people ask, well, what does angels look like? They look like whatever God wants them to look like. They look like you and I. They look like the cloud. You know, the glory of his presence is his presence. So they, they, the cloud stayed with him until they were finished. It stayed with him, never left. The next day, you know, he's all fully intubated and I'm praying and you could feel the angelic presence in the room. After a while, they were able to take the tubes out. And he said, he said, and dear, I saw, I saw the Lamb of God on the throne. And, uh, I want to go back there. We're having a party. There's a party in heaven waiting for us when we get there. And I'm so glad. Your life will be celebrated. Everything that you do for Christ will be celebrated. And you'll be celebrated because God loves you. So I said, Edgar, you can visit, but you can't stay. So this happened twice because it wasn't time yet for him to go. So Yom Kippur came around, 
he says, he's telling my daughter, do you see all those people? Did you see all these angels? There were so many angels in his room, and they're all waving at him. And he started describing them to us. The one looked like an Indian angel, had a turban on his head. And they're all happy. People would walk in the room and look around the room and didn't know what they were, what they were looking for. But there was such a peace. And he saw the cloud of witnesses. And that's another story for another day. But today we want to encourage each other with the fact that the word says that the angels encamp around those who fear him. And I just want to share a few more stories or testimonies of my encounters with the angels of the Lord. I don't ask to see angels. I've never asked to see angels. Maybe I thought it, but I've never really asked for it. I figured if God wanted me to see it, I'd see it. And when I needed to, I will. I remember one time in the middle of the night, I opened my eyes and there were three of them in my room. And they were very serious. And I'm like, what's, what's going on? And I realized they were trying to say something, but they said nothing. But when you're having encounters with God, your mind is very active because your thoughts, your thinking. And I realized that particular incident, this was about Hassan. You know, the one I always talk about? Well, I realized there were three angels, and the way they were positioned in was three separate incidences that was going to come up concerning him. And it was a warning. So I warned him. And sure enough, all those three incidences came to pass. I had another, uh, my first time that I say I remember, I was trying to remember the first time I had an encounter with an angel. I was a teenager. Um, something, uh, had, something really bad had happened in the house and everybody was arguing and everybody went to sleep upset. But during the night, I remember opening my eyes and seeing this bright beam of light. And it filled up the entire room. I said, hold on now. I know, I know we closed that, you know, the big window with the drapes over it. And I looked again at the light. It looked like pearls. It was so beautiful. But then I felt somebody in the bed with me. And that person put their arms around me and put their hand in my hand and held it and held me really close. And all I felt was comfort, peace, and don't worry about anything. The next morning, when I woke up, I asked my mother, I said, were you in our room last night? She said, no. So I told her what happened. She said, well, you probably had a visitation from the Lord. I said, well, you know, this is, I, I see demons, you know, I was familiar seeing that because of where, that's another story for another day. <laughs> but the angelic visitation was quite wonderful and refreshing. So she said, you probably had a visitation from the Lord. Well, as I was walking past the living room, I heard Tammy Faye Baker say, I have a word for a young person. You want to know if that encounter you had last night was the Lord? That, the Lord wants you to hear that was him. But he sent his angel to comfort you. Isn't God amazing? Amazing. Abraham. Absolutely Abraham. amazing. And this is going to be a story of angelic movement in ordinary people. And and the thing is, is that we also want to make it known that uh, we have a different guest speaker most every week and that 
toward the end of the program, we'll have worldwide communion, so you may want to get some bread or a cracker and some grape juice or some wine or whatever you'll be using as the Lord is more concerned about a repentant heart than what is in the cup. And uh, what I'd like to do is uh, go back to the beginning because there are going to be other moments when you're going to hear Indira talk about angels being with her, being on assignment to do something, and we don't even realize we don't even realize that there are angels that are going on round about us doing the Lord's work as per assignment and and the thing is is that uh, there is there is the move of God going on Right now, in fact, uh, when I was uh, 49, I died. And uh, when I came to and uh, I was uh, recovering, the Lord said, this is not the first time that I saved your life. Mm. My God, I didn't know that. And the thing is, is that you are going to hear Indira talk about things that are what would seem or appear to be commonplace when in effect it's not. It's God's supernatural hand working through the angels that he has sent to prepare the way of change, and it may be the in your life. So uh, I just want you to know that uh, Indira was uh, born and raised on the island of Trinidad, which is an island off the north coast of Venezuela. Her parents were from India and of the Hindu religion, and Indira was raised by her grandparents, her grandmother being Hindu and her grandfather being Catholic. Now, a good student she was, and she graduated from high school at the age of 16 and goes on to New York City to further her education. A normal, healthy girl growing up with parents or grandparents, in this case, and being nothing of any out-of-the-ordinary situation, and yet there are angels working in her life, in her husband's life, and in her son's life, I mean, I am telling you, we are seeing 
a relationship that she developed, developed, excuse me, uh, about being born again. Tell them about that, Indira. About how I got saved? Well, in well, other words, you became born again, but also filled with the Holy Spirit. And let them know what you did that opened the door to a new life, a new beginning. Amen. Well, Father is so wonderful. You know, from the time he puts one of his, you know, the which has been made in the image of God. So from the time a child is born, it's an image of God. And again, he has plans for this child because our job is to bring glory to his name, to do the works of the Lord. So he, he's watching this child as she grows up and he grows up to make sure to bring him to the point where they say yes to the Lord. We always have that choice of free will. There's so many people who they hear the gospel over and over and over and they take it for granted. But they never make a commitment to the Lord. They never say yes. So in my case, growing up, yes, my grandfather was Catholic. And, of course, I went to the Catholic Church. I, um, as well as, I didn't really practice the Hinduism for a while, but it was in the house. So I had, I had issues with it. So, um, the thing about worshiping idols is a big thing with me I just didn't want to do. And in the Catholic Church, um, I've shared before that one of the, the fathers said, you know, I would make a great nun because I was very devoted. You know, I was always there, always helping out, always wanted to do things. Um, I said, you're right. I probably would, but I have a problem. And my problem was when I come to the Catholic Church, and I thank God for the Catholic Church because I probably, it may, it may have, would have happened later on in my life. I don't know. But they did introduce the word of God in whatever way. So I, um, I said, when I come to church here, you have, you guys pray to St. Anthony and you pray to Mary and you pray to all these different statues and beings. But there's something really special about that baby that's in the manger and the man on the cross. We're business people. We never deal with the middle man. When I find out who is God over all of them, that is who I would serve. So I think God had his hand on my life that way. You know, then a Jehovah Witness person tried to give me their Bible to read, and I tried to read it, and out of my gut I heard, this is not the word of God. So he stopped me from going that route. But all along I was reading the Old Testament, and I would see what my family was doing was wrong. You know, the, the Hindu practice and the other practices. I spent a lot of time in Leviticus and Deuteronomy learning. And so I knew that in high school, I attended InterVarsity Fellowship. And I shared this, anybody out there who are be youth leaders, you got to make sure they actually know what you're talking about. It was great. We sang, we did ministry, went out and uh, people got saved. I ministered in Jesus' name. People got saved. You know, sang, we did plays. But I didn't make that commitment to God. I did not know who he was. I heard about him, but I didn't know who he was. So much later on, I went to visit a church in Florida. And, but before that, the night before, I had a, a terrible dream, and I dreamt I was going to hell. 
and I knew if I die, I was going to go to hell. Now, mind you, when I graduated from high school, I had a beautiful certificate that said Ambassador for Christ. I said to myself, I don't know what I'll ever do with that. But I have to tell you, I, it's an honor to be an ambassador for Christ. So I went to visit this church. This man stood up with it and blew his trumpet really loud. The sound of the trumpet pierced my heart. And I knew I had to make Jesus my only Lord and Savior. So I would say my entire life has been very supernatural. How God ministers to me and through me. Many supernatural encounters of his presence. And then later on I read in Revelation, you know, the angel going to and fro about the earth, blowing the trumpet of salvation. Well, I've never read that scripture before, but it happened to me. Amen? Wow. Yeah, go ahead. So we would like, and I just want to continue some wonderful stories, a testimony, good news about some other angelic encounters that I've had. I really felt God wanted to have, let you out listening know this because of the times that we're living in. But before I continue with that, I want to give you a word that God gave me for this year. This year, he gave me one word, then he gave me three words. The first word is forward, F-O-R-W-A-R-D, forward. And then he said, keep moving forward. And that is a word for all of us. No matter what you see, no matter what you hear, keep moving forward. Because we serve a God of hope. He's able to take broken glasses and make a beautiful vase out of it. So don't be discouraged and don't be dismayed. Just keep moving forward. Find out what your assignments are and do them the best of your ability and allow God to help you. Allow the angels to assist you in your things that you need to do. I do not worship angels. Do not. And if anybody is listening that's doing that, you're doing the wrong thing. You worship God. There is, he sends angels to assist us they were at his bidding, not ours. The second thing the Lord I, happened was I was driving and praying, and the Lord told me, I'm going to teach you how to drive stick shift in the spirit. I went, wow, I can't even drive stick shift in the natural. All of a sudden, I had this open vision. I was in a vehicle, and I had my hand on the ball and the stick. The Lord's hand went on top of my hand, and all I saw was light and glory. In a split second, we went from, we went warp speed from one dimension to the next. I want to tell you, if you allow him to, he will teach you to how to drive stick shift in the spirit, because I have a feeling we're going to need it this year. Lean more on the Lord, and don't lean on your own understanding. So in Florida, they always tell you, don't ever pull over in the side of the road. And one of the reasons for that is the sand sometimes can be really loose and you would get stuck. So we had taken a youth group on a trip and was heading back home. I had the girls and my husband had the guys. So in the car, we're talking about the Lord and ironically, we're talking about angels. 
for whatever reason, I pulled over and I got stuck. So I'm like, okay, now we got to figure, this is going back about seven years. And I'm like, well, we have to get out of this mess. Let's see what we can do. Who can we call? As God would have it, all of a sudden, this tow truck pulls up behind us. The guy gets out of the truck. And I said, oh, hey, do you think you could help us? He says, I came to help you. I went, okay. He hooked up his vehicle to mine, and he pulled the van out. And I said, can I give you some money or something? Thank you so much for doing it. He goes, no, I don't need any money. I just came to help you. So we all went back in the van. And we turned around. I said, turn around and see where this guy is going. He was gone. He was in there. So when we need, it, it, when we need them, they come. They come to assist. That impact on those young girls, could you imagine what it's done throughout their lives? Another time I was at uh, the dollar store. We have this so-called dollar tree. Everything is a dollar. Um, so I'm standing on the line, and this lady in front of me, she puts all her things on the, on the counter to pay for. And the Lord said, I want you to pay for her. Pay for her stuff. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I had another granddaughter who was with me at the time. So I said, Liam, I'm going to pay for your, your things. Don't worry about it. And she looked at me. She said, you sure? I said, I'm sure. Well, it turned out to be 75 bucks, but it was okay. So I paid for her stuff. As she was packing her things, I told my granddaughter, would you watch and see where she goes when she goes out that door? So I'm paying for my stuff at this point. So my granddaughter decided to do what I asked her to do. By the time she got to the door and she looked out, that woman was gone. Why was that assignment necessary? I don't know. But we have to be obedient to the Lord. Now, there's been times when I've done that and there were still actual people. But that time, it was not. So God is just building up this confidence in you. You are not alone. Don't be afraid. Many years ago, when we first moved to Fort Lauderdale, we lived there for a while, and um, we went to the beach. My, my youngest daughter, my husband was holding her and the oldest daughter in his arms. So as we got into the water, somehow we got caught in the riptide, and it was pulling my son and myself into the water, and we couldn't get control to get out. My husband had the two girls in his hands, and Somehow, he dropped one of them. Now, there's the waves, and the tide's pulling out. He dropped the youngest child. And he, he, he bent down, and he started to put his hands. Now, you got to imagine this. Tide's pulling her out. And somehow, he managed to grab her legs and pull her up. So he's holding the child by her legs. Then out of nowhere, two people came to help, my son and myself, and two people came to help my husband and the kids. We don't know where they came from. Think about I, incidences I, in time. Yeah? Indira, um, maybe yes? you share uh, about your son. Uh, when Robert was uh, about 18 years old, and he had a serious car accident, and he was uh, he couldn't get out. It was between uh, two trees, and they had to use the jaws of life, what they call it. It's just a mechanical device 
to break open a car to get people out and tell them what happened. Well, they cut, they, they bought, it's called the Jaws of Life. There was this huge machinery and they cut him out of the car and they took him to the hospital. And I got a phone call that um, he was in the hospital. When I got there, they said he was paralyzed from neck down. And they were preparing him to go to rehab for people who were paralyzed from neck down. So um, I called my pastor and he left his meeting and he came down and we both started praying for my son Robert. While we were playing, now Robert was on his blackboard, had a neck brace on his neck to prevent him from, I don't know, moving, I, because he couldn't move, so I don't, you know, it was there. Um, we started praying, and as we started praying, I started noticing gold dust from his throat all the way down his torso. So I, I looked at the pastor and I said, um do you see something on his chest or is it just me? And he said, I was wondering if you saw it too. And there it was. Well, after that, shortly, very quickly after that, Robert started moving his arms and his legs. And instead of going to the rehab, he walked out the front door to go home. That's a miracle. Now, I understand that people in the emergency room saw him covered with kind of like a, a gold haze all over his body from his neck all the way down. Was that true? Well, they saw, I don't think the nurse saw the gold dust, but she knew something was going on. And when she saw him moving, she said, how can he be moving? He's supposed to be paralyzed. Well, they ran a, a lot more tests on him. They ran it across the country, comparing both, um, both of the x-rays to find out what happened. And they realized a miracle had happened. Amazing. Isn't that wonderful, Gary? Yeah, I, and I understand a paralyzed man, young man, 18 years of age, gets up and walks out of that place by God's infinite grace and mercy. And I, I don't know how that happened. Well, God knows because he did it. Yeah. You know, God, God wants us serving him. He wants us well. He wants to show off. And he deserves to. The word says the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. He wants to love on his children. You know, when I was um, a young lady, I used to go running with my sister, who is the Lord now. And we used to meet at a certain point and go running, but it was evening time, and sometimes it would get dark. And there was an area we cut through that wasn't quite savory. And I would pray before we start walking. And I would encourage you to pray that too. It's a bad thing. Lord, I thank you for watching over us. I thank you for your angels that are watching over us. I pray, Lord God, that they would be visible to those who know you and those who don't know you. In Jesus' name. But one day, I pulled up to go running with her. 
And she, her friend showed up, and she went with the friend. So I figured if I double back around, I'll meet them going the opposite direction. Well, in order to double back around, I had to go through that, not that unsavory, scary part all by myself. So I prayed the same breath, and I took off running. Well, I, I got through that area, and I got out onto the street, and I saw them at a distance, and I started running towards them. Well, they, they, for no reason at all, as I got closer, started screaming. And then they, they ran. They ran into the bushes and hid. And as I got closer to them, they said, oh, it's you. I said, well, what happened? Why are you, two, why are you screaming and running in the bushes? They said, all we saw was a bright light. This massive bright light coming towards us. Mm. Jesus said he is the light of the world. When you say I, yes to him, where does he live? Inside well, of you. I, uh, I know that it says, uh, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by this, some have entertained angels while not knowing it. Now is uh, that is seeing them as uh, Indira has seen. And uh, tell, them, tell them about the angels when you were having an operation that uh, God brought peace. Peace. And prepared you that you were in his hands during all this that you had to go uh, do in in this particular operation. Share that because it would be encouraging to others who had to go into surgery and they think they're all alone and they're not. Amen. Thank you. I had um, developed kidney stones, and it had to be removed. They tried several procedures, two of which involved surgery. The first time, the first surgery, when I was waiting to go be put on the anesthesia, I said, Lord, you know, I'm a, I'm a little nervous about the surgery, um, and I thank you that you're here. And I thank you, you with me, but I do feel a little nervous. This woman came in the room right after that. She had on green scrubs, blonde hair. She came in and she said, hi, my name is Grace. I will be with you in the, in the, in the operating room. Everything's okay. And she tapped my hand. And next thing you know, I was waking up in recovery. This procedure had already happened. Well, the nurse that was next to me, she said, wow, I just love having you as a patient. Shalom. Shabbat shalom to you. It was a Friday. So I said, Shabbat shalom. She said, uh, while you were under anesthesia, you preached the entire gospel to everybody in that operating room. You told them about the Jewish Jesus, and you prayed for their salvation, if they were willing to be prayed for. I said, wow, these people do that all the time under anesthesia? She said, no. Some people, you know, they, they say all the things. But so if there's anybody who didn't know the gospel, they know the whole story, they 
put it now. So I went, wow. So I came out, time to go home now, and you have the nurse that does the, you know, the ending, ending of this whole thing, paperwork. Um, she said, hi, my name is Grace, and I'm going to assist you with your, um, with your departure. She looked very different. I said, wow, two Graces in one day, that's amazing. She goes, no, I'm the only Grace that's here. There's never been a Grace here all day long. It's me. As a matter of fact, there's no Grace in this hospital. No one named Grace other than myself. I looked at her and said, are you sure? Because, you know, sometimes they bring nurses in from other hospitals to help out. She said, no, I'm it. And she was a little annoyed with me. So I said to myself, she probably needs some Grace right now. So my daughter, who was with me to help me go, to take me home, and my friend, we all looked at each other and realized I had encountered an angel named Grace. Even now, she said, I will be with you in the operating room all is well. And she touched my hand and I was out. Fast forward a few months later, I had done the second procedure in another town. After the procedure was over, I was in recovery again, but this time the recovery nurse was crying. So I asked her, I said, why are you crying? She said, you just told me my entire life story. And you told me everything was going to be okay. I just need to trust God. So I went, okay. Well, praise God. You really do need to trust God. Do you know Jesus? And I ministered to her. Then I went back to sleep again. I opened my eyes shortly after that, and there was this man sitting on a stool next to me. He had on purple scrubs. He didn't say a word. He was just very compassionate looking. And I think he had put his hand on me just on my arm, but he was just sitting there. So I fell asleep again, and I woke up shortly after that. When I woke up that time, the first nurse was in the room. I said, who is that guy who was in here? She said, there was nobody else in here. I said, yes, there was. There was another nurse in here, and he had purple scrubs on. She says, no, I'm the only one. As a matter of fact, we're short-staffed. And today is blue scrub day, not purple. There's no one here with purple on. And I realized the compassion in this man's eyes that I had met the angel called mercy. Psalm 23 says, For surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life, and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Isn't that wonderful, Gary? Hebrews 1.4 says, Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to those who will inherit salvation? If you are praying for loved ones to get saved, don't give up. Lord, send your harvest angels. Send them to minister. I saw the harvest angels. They are magnificent. Absolutely magnificent. And they're coming with one purpose, and that's for the harvest. We get to come labor with them, but they're going to do the harvest because it is so huge. Thank you, Lord. I, I, I tell you, you, people, when they open their heart to religion, it's one thing. Open up your heart to a 
relationship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, it transforms you to be open to God's leading. And I never knew that. It wasn't something that was preached from the pulpit. Uh, we had good programs and good, uh, you know, it was always a reading of the scripture, so I thought I was getting it all. And then I talked to somebody, and they said, you need to be born again. I said, born again? That's ridiculous. And he said, no, you have to be born of the Spirit and of physically born in order to enter into heaven. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where does it say that? And it said in John three sixteen, seventeen and 18, it said, for God so loved the world. Well, who's the world? And people said, uh, that's you. That's me. It's everyone hearing my voice. Everyone hearing that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. Oh, I knew about heaven. But eternal life? It was not something I had to earn. I thought for sure I was told by my parents that you had to hurry, earn it. You had to be a good boy. <laughs> well, sometimes I was. But, uh, you know, the thing is, is that uh, I didn't realize that it was a gift for anyone who would listen and confess Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. And it went on to say in verse 17, For God did not love, uh, for God did not his son, uh, his son, excuse me, um, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him should be saved. And that was the words I was hearing all the time. Well, you got to be saved. Well, I didn't know what that was. And then he that believeth in him is not condemned. Well, there was in John three sixteen through 18 that God so loved the world that anyone who would accept Jesus Christ as his, his uh, Lord and Savior, that 
he would have the gift of eternal life. And I, I went, oh my God, I can't believe that, but now I do. And uh, I was a late bloomer, <laughs> and, uh, but the fact of the matter is, it's not religion that we're talking about. It's not angels that we're just talking about. We're talking about relationships with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And, uh, you know, the Lord, he, uh, he told us that we were to take worldwide communion uh, and we're going to do that right now. And uh, for I have received of the Lord that which I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So, what we do is we take bread or a cracker, we bless it, and we break it in remembrance of him, because by his stripes we are healed. And let us take that now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And in the same manner, he took a cup when he had um, had supper, saying, this cup is a New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. This is the blood that was shed on the cross at Calvary, the blood of Jesus Christ. And I want you to know that it is his blood that covers your sins that are remembered no more, washed clean by the blood of the Lamb that was slain. And so now let's take that and uh, let's do this together. Thank you, Lord. Yes, this uh, great juice, which is your representative of your blood shed on the cross, has now covered my sins, and they are remembered no more. Thank you, Lord. And for often, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death until he comes. And listeners, 
there are some of you listening tonight that will see the arrival of Jesus Christ as the Son of the living God to reign and to govern this earth for a thousand years. And I know that sounds strange, but God is the creator of the universe. Why would it be strange for his son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Well, I'll tell you one. I'm accepting him into my heart right now. I'm accepting him to be my Lord and my Savior. And I am going to live the rest of my days for his glory. And uh, that's is a relationship. That's not just a religion. It's a relationship. And I'd I'd like to show that to you in in a way that you will be undoubtedly touched because you didn't know. Just like myself. I'd like to take you to 2 Corinthians 6, 2 Corinthians 6, and we're going to read verses 2 and 16 to 18, and uh, let me share for you what the Lord has said in these scriptures. In verse 2, he says, For he saith, I heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I succumbed thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. You see? He knew that he would be asked, would you give your life to him and let him be your Lord and your Savior? And then it goes on to say in verse 16, and what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them. What? I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God. What? I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Amazing. Well, he also knows where you've been. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be separate, saith the Lord, 
and touch not the unclean thing, and I, I what? I will receive you. Oh. And I will be a father unto you. There's that relationship I was talking about. And you shall be my sons and daughters with the Lord Almighty. Well, I'll tell you, this is amazing. Amazing. And, Deirdre, you shared things that we knew nothing about. And uh, we just have about four minutes. What would you like to say? I would like to come in agreement with everything you just said, Gary. And I would like to add this. There are people who are listening, who will listen, who have been going to church all their lives. Maybe their mom and dad took them. Maybe they went on their own. Who are busy serving the Lord in the church, in ministry, and doing things like that. But you don't know Jesus. You know of him. You wanting to serve him is not what he did for you. He wants you to do that. But he already did it. He loves you regardless of whether you serve him or not. But he wants to have, like Gary said, a relationship. So right now, for those people who maybe once upon a time went into churches and, you know, they were wounded or offended, to those people, on behalf of the pastors and the teachers and the people who wounded you, I'd like to say I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And I'd like to say come home. Come back to Jesus. Come back to the one who loves you. This is the God who died for you and rose again. He didn't ask you to die for him. He just said serve me. But he loves you. He's not abandoning you. He's coming back to you soon. And this is the same God that says he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. So it's a time Amen. of decision because tomorrow is not guaranteed. Amen. I, uh, I would like to have them know your website and uh, that they could possibly contact you because you have spoken at conferences and you've revealed these things which we try to do in an hour rather than three days. And, and uh, tell them your website. Well, the best way to reach me right now is by email, and it's supernaturalliving at gmail.com. Okay, now uh, that's supernatural living and the email? At gmail.com. Yes, sir. Oh, right. That's amazing. And uh, thank you, Lord. I, uh, I thank you for sharing all these things that uh, are 
quote, mysteries to us because some of us have not experienced that which you have done. I mean, I remember one time you were 17 years old and in choir practice, and and somebody called, and they were going through a living hell. And you mm-hmm. had the words of wisdom given to you by the Lord to bring them into a time of sanity, and you got rid of the spirits that were damning this person, and you were only 17 years old, but filled Mm -hmm. with the love of God. And these people that we're talking to are those that are blessed by God. They are informed by God. They move in a way that's unreal. And we've run Mm -hmm. out of time, so... Brother Shannon, take over. Sister and dear, we sure enjoyed that testimony tonight. As you were talking tonight, I thought, man, uh, Sister and dear needs to write a book. You could call it something like A Life of Miracles or I Walked with Angels. Um, I'll be the first one to order a copy. Thank you. (laughs) Praise the Lord Jesus. Listen, that's a a supernatural life. Amen. the Supernatural Life. Wow, that's another great mm-hmm. title. Uh, feel free to use any ones you want. Um, it's Supernatural Life. Supernatural Life. Amen. The Lord will tell you. Uh, but I'll tell you, you what. Uh, you've, yes. got a, you've got a powerful testimony. Brother Gary, get her back soon, please. Oh, well, you have to stand in line. <laughs> yes, sir. I believe we do. Amen. Amen. And let's enjoy the tonight. All right, so what we are going to call the uh, title? Yes, sir. Well, I, I thought it was Angelic Encounters. I love that. Angelic Encounters. Angelic and, uh, Encounters. Indira, give out that website That's one more good. time. I'm sorry, say it again. Uh, did you say you have a website? No, I got an email. Oh, got email. Um, my Get life that is out. very different. Okay. It's, in, it, it's actually supernaturalliving at gmail.com. I may have told you this before, but uh, back in about 1980 or so, my uh, grandfather and grandmother Weber, they were sent by the Church of God out of Cleveland, Tennessee, over to uh, Trinidad and Tobago to be the general overseer for Trinidad and Tobago. And... Um, Wow. They tried to get me to come over there. I was too young, though, and my mom wouldn't let me go, but uh, I wish I'd moved over there with them and went to school. <laughs> I heard they were they had advanced well, school over there and been nice living in the islands. But um, they used to... You know to... what? It, 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 it is, you know. I uh, I actually started traveling at 10 years old, um, but I like snow, so... Oh. But it is a nice island to live on, yes. Well, have you and, ever um, heard? It is. They call Trinidad. Trinidad is called the richest island in the Caribbean because of all its uh, natural resources that they have. Do you ever remember so, this? You can still go, Shannon. Absolutely. Do you ever remember a green tonic called Alcalata Glacial? No. 
I don't know. They brought this stuff back, and you put it on your skin. Boy, it'll make you feel cool. Make you feel like you're in the snow. Oh, <laughs> right. Are you sure it wasn't called Limacol? Well, that's probably what it was made out of. But uh, the brand name was Alcalata Glacial. How could I make that name up? That's so unique. Wow. <laughs> I don't know unique. what it means. But, quite unique. But it was like a glacial. Wow. Um, at any rate, God bless you, Sister Indira. I love that. And, God uh, bless you too, Shannon. It's always good to talk. And I hope, I, I thank you, Lord. I know we've encouraged a lot of people today, especially the ones who walked away from you, Lord, and the ones who are straddling on the fence. Amen. Amen. Yes. In fact, thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, yes, this is justintimeministries.com, and uh, you can uh, do justintimeministries15 at gmail.com, and uh, we'll pray for you. And uh, I just got a call on, on Sunday, I think it was, Saturday, Maybe, and uh, a man was given a new heart. Wow. And he was a listener of uh, Omega Man Radio and uh, was a listener of our program, and uh, he just told me that God gave him a new heart. Thank you, Lord. You know, uh, thank you, Lord. Lord. Wow, These are the things that happen when you least expect it. Absolutely. And they were asking you to be involved. Absolutely. JustInTimeMinistries.com uh, Brother Gary and Sister Indira, if you've got just another moment, just came to me. Um, would you mind praying mm-hmm. over a special prayer request? There's a... Yeah. Uh, yes, go ahead. There's a family out there who have been a long-time supporter of the broadcast, and uh, his name is Brother uh, Joel is the gentleman tonight. I want to have you pray for him. Um, they're believing the Lord uh, for a new stream of income. The one he had uh, is not working out too well right now because of the winter months. He's in the home renovation business, construction, and uh, they need a financial miracle. Could you lift up Brother Joel and his family in prayer? Yeah. Go ahead, Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, this is so good. You know, thank you for it. The Word of God says God is the one who gives us the power to create wealth. God, you've already done that in Joel. Father, we already put in him your heart and your thoughts and your mind. I pray for creative ideas and witty inventions for him, God. I thank you, Lord, that one era might seem like it's closing, but you're opening doors. You're opening new doors, God. Give him that vision even when he's sleeping. Bring some people alongside to confirm it. God, you've already given him what he needs. The Lord is saying to Joel, you already have the tool in your hand. And those are the exact words. You already have, as a matter of fact, it's more than one tool. You already have the tools in your hand. So I pray that the Lord opens your eyes to recognize that. I speak peace over you and your family because God's plan for us is to prosper us, to build us up, and to give us a hope in a future. So I call forward hope in the name of Jesus, and I thank you for that bright future. So be at peace. And I heard in the spirit all the accounts are going to be settled. The accounts are going to be settled. 
So thank you, Father. Yes. Thank you for settling the accounts. Let it be done on earth as it is in heaven. This new season of his life and this season of his life, Lord, just as you said, you're going to teach us how to drive stick ship in the spirit. Teach him how to drive stick ship in the spirit in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. We stand as two or more in agreement. The Lord said, whenever two or more stand in agreement as touching any one thing on earth, so it shall be agreed to by my Father in heaven. And we stand on your promises. We stand on your word. Amen. I touch and agree in that in Jesus' name. God bless Israel. And uh, Sister Indira, does the Lord have anything else he would like to say tonight on this program to anyone? Yes, there is. Um, I want to encourage everyone that's listening that we have a bright future ahead of us. If you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, take time out to know the God you serve. Read the book. If you don't read the book, you don't know what's in it. And you will be discouraged. You know, you would, you would look for the things for help in other areas. But God's already done it. I've been to the bank in heaven. God is very resourceful. I've been to the warehouse where they have the body parts. I've seen people praying and saw things that they were praying falling from heaven and being granted to them. He's not a magic genie. He's a true and living God. And he loves you. And he cares about you. And everything that concerns you. Shalom to you. Amen. Praise the Lord. God Amen. bless you. Sister Amen. Indira and Brother Gary, thank you for coming on. That yes, was a powerful sir. program. Amen. Amen. Thank you for having us. God bless you. We'll see you again soon. God thank bless you. you. God you bless those too. that are listening and praying for their loved ones, their friends, their business associates. We thank you, Lord for the the calm before the storm. And we thank you that we go through the storm, not stay in it. Amen. Amen, Brother Gary. Brother Gary, give out your website one more time, please. All right, just in time ministries dot uh, com and uh, if you want prayer from just uh, just in time ministries 15 at gmail.com praise the lord brother gary you're doing such a fabulous job my friend uh you put in so much hard work and time folks brother gary goes above and beyond not only does he have a hard task of finding people to get on these programs it's not easy i will tell you that myself but he interviews them and uh he puts in more time than anybody I know uh, when it comes to interviewing people and uh, this is the Just In Time Ministries podcast I mean you're doing a full time podcast here brother every week we love and appreciate you and I encourage people to tune in and share tonight's program with everybody you can I'll have it up in a little bit and uh, come back again next week same time brother Gary God bless you sister Marilyn and sister Sharon your family we love y'all all right, then. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your work some 13, 14 years. 
of bringing forth the rules of engagement and then to let us do the work that God has called us for. Amen. Thank you, Amen. Jesus. Thank you for partnering with me on that, brother. We love you. We'll see you next time. All right. God bless you, God bless Indira. You. Thank you, Sister Indira.